My wife's family cornered the market on strange death. They invented the concept. They hold the freaking patent. To look up my wife's family tree is to see twisted branches filled with decapitations, puddle drownings, impalements, accidental hangings, circus animal attacks. You name it, it's killed them. Her own mother, God strike me dead if I'm lying, died from a sneeze. That's right. She sneezed and she died. I've seen the death certificate. Under cause of death, the doctor wrote coronary failure due to sudden, extreme, involuntary expulsion of air through nasal passage. Which is a nice way of saying you died from a sneeze. Of course, Susan never mentioned any of this to me before we got married. She seemed normal enough. There wasn't a dark cloud following her around wherever she went. She didn't have the number of the beast birthmarked behind her ear. Okay, so she was a bit uptight around the edges. She drove too slow, for one, hands always padlocked safely to the wheel in the two o'clock and ten o'clock positions. But what woman isn't uptight? What woman doesn't drive too slow? Even when I visited her family, which boiled down to a couple of hefty aunts and uncle and two unmarried sisters, I never suspected a thing. We'd sit around the coffee table speaking flawless in-law at each other. So... Her sisters would coo. How are the newlyweds? Fine, fine. Still got that honeymoon fever? Ah, well, huh? Susan tells me you've been promoted. Right, assistant store manager. My, my, aren't we on the fast track? But after a while, I started picking up odd clips of conversation around the backyard barbecue. Things like, isn't that grandma's scarf? Looks good as new, doesn't it? But I thought the boat propeller. Nope, got tangled up in the drive shaft after she was pulled under. Pretty soon, the tragedies began to take on direction, like a wet road appearing through the fog, a road reflecting an endless series of Ripley's Believe It or Not episodes. First, they let drop with some of the less complicated deaths like the uncle who worked at van camps and drowned in a vat of baked beans, or the younger brother who got his head stuck in a vase and wandered out into oncoming traffic, or the second cousin who bore the distinction of being the only certified victim of spontaneous human combustion in the history of the state of Ohio. Once I gained their trust, I started hearing the more elaborate cases, like the one about poor Uncle Wayne from Cleveland, On a hunting trip, he happened by the nest of an eastern coral snake, the most poisonous snake in North America. It picked him out of a lineup of drunken bar buddies shambling through a snowy field and bit him on the tip of the thumb. Well aware of the family curse, Uncle Wayne immediately unsheathed a giant buck knife, pressed his hand onto a nearby stump, and hacked off his thumb. A week later, he returned to the scene, bandaged hand and all, to look for the severed digit. To mock death, I guess. And damned if he didn't find that thumb. Except it didn't look like a thumb anymore. It looked like a purple golf ball swollen with poison. So much poison that even the insects stayed clear. But seeing this gruesome object wasn't enough for Uncle Wayne. He started poking at the thumb with a stick, turning it over, ooing and awing at it. That's when the damn thing popped like a tiny water balloon spraying poison into his eyes and mouth. He died within the hour. Bullshit?
That's what I thought until one of my wife's sisters produced a photo album filled with newspaper clippings. Page after page of headlines that could feed the supermarket tabloid industry for years. Man killed by rabid pig, one headline screamed. Satellite falls to earth claims life of farmer, read another. Yet another offered local woman accidentally strangled while restringing harp. The funny thing, the real tragedy in my humble opinion, was that neither Susan nor anyone in her family thought dying under such ridiculous circumstances was, well, funny. <laughs>